Welcome to What the If. Philip Shane here, documentary filmmaker, doing some documenting here, but also moving beyond. Matt Stanley, professor of the history of science, is here. Can you make some sense of what I just said? Um, I can, but I choose not to. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, the show is called What the If? And ifing with us tonight, I'm very excited to welcome back to the What the If studios, Matt Williams from joining us from Victoria, British Columbia. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, Matt is a writer for Universe Today and a uh, a webzine. Is it is it also a print magazine? Interesting. Engineering. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's webzine. Webzine. Yeah. Interesting engineering. Check it out. And also a science fiction writer who has a a trilogy called the Formist series. The Formist series, indeed. Okay. And. Tonight, we're going to be discussing uh, a very—you uh, have a lot of joy, a lot of passion for this particular subject, which I'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, Matt, we haven't done this in a little while. Matt Matt Stanley. Yo. Uh, what, what is what—why is it called What the If? Uh, so, the if— is our attempt to reshape reality to suit our whims. And we say, what if there was no gravity? What if my socks matched? Uh, we take something that is clearly impossible and run with it. Um, and the, the what the is uh, we tend to, hmm, let's see here, overreach a little bit with our reshaping of reality to the point where we often destroy all that exists. Um, uh, crush human consciousness forever, um, and we get a little upset about it. So we need the the what the in there to to capture the chutzpah. Yeah, <laughs> all right, dropping a little yish in there. I like it. <laughs> oi, the if or what the oi? <laughs> what the oi? Matt Williams, I was looking at a bunch of articles you've written, and one of them is one of your favorite topics. Mm-hmm. The subject was megastructures. 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 <laughs> right. It, it is, yeah, it's a term that can only really be shouted or written in all caps there if you want to do it justice. Um, there could be, as we speak, out there in the universe, extraterrestrials of sufficient intelligence and capability that they could, uh, they could harness enough material to build structures that could cover an entire planet or or encase an entire star or even a galaxy and this this would uh, this is it's sort of the yardstick of how advanced the civilization is it's like what scale can you build at and what scale can you harness energy at because yeah if you can harness the energy of an entire star you're obviously doing pretty good and you you'd never have to you never want for energy ever again Yes. <laughs> yeah. So our what the if tonight is what the if we could build our own mega structure. Mega structure. Mega structure. What's something that we would consider a megastructure or maybe merely a kilo structure uh, in, <laughs> in, in the real world today? Like maybe the space station? The International Space Station would be, uh, it, it would fit that description there, um, as would a skyscraper. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Bad, yeah. And, uh, well, New York's uh, aqueduct system is another oh. one. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the standard for what constitutes a megastructure obviously has changed. It's basically just any kind of overwhelmingly big structure by the current standards. 
um, that requires a very, very huge uh, effort on behalf of engineers and builders. So there's there's quite a few in the world today now that we call that, and that's uh, if you yeah, and if you were to happen to go online and just search the term megastructures, chances are the first thing that would come up would be just major architectural um, accomplishments around the world, really tall buildings. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to get into the really far-fetched cool stuff, um, well, let's all, have... we'll take our time. We'll take it because I don't want to <laughs> rush people. I don't want to yeah, you know yeah. people to have a have a mega you know mega 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 reflex mega reflux acid reflux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. In New York, we have uh, a number of large buildings. The most famous, most iconic one being the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to imagine the era when those kinds of skyscrapers were suddenly going up. Because when you look at pictures from that era, Mm -hmm. all you see are small buildings, usually no more than six stories. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly dominated by these gigantic things, right? Huge things, which are upwards of 80 and more stories high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, everybody was was seized with it, right? I mean, it was this, uh, it was the great competition of the era who could build the the taller building first, right? So the, the reason the Empire State Building went up as fast as it did was because the Chrysler Building was going up first. And one architect said, oh, I'm not going to let this guy beat me. <laughs> I'm going to get this up. Um, so these sort of uh, these fantastically ambitious feats of human engineering, very, uh, very often kind of testament to human vanity and ambition, right? And people kind of looked at it that way, too. Like, this is an amazing thing, but what does this say about us like, as a society? I think even, if I, if I remember correctly, that the Chrysler building was going up at the same time as another building. So I guess it would have been before the Empire State Building. The Chrysler building was built in a race with another building that's in down, lower Manhattan, 40 Wall Street. They were racing and racing and racing, and each one literally eyeing the other's building. And, you know, check, I don't know how they were, I suppose they were using surveying equipment to measure the height. And the most brilliant coup de grace came from, uh, I believe his name was William Van Allen, the uh, architect of the Chrysler building, built the spire, the very tall aluminum or stainless steel silver spire that we see on top of the building he had them build that inside the building and at the last <laughs> minute they just pulled it out and we're like ha ha pulled back the curtain yeah yeah pushed it pushed it out the top you know and and i do know that um the empire state building is interesting in that from street level the, the, the legend has it or maybe slightly more than legend, that there was a fear that people would get sick or have vertigo or something by looking up and seeing this incredibly tall thing. And so the height is kind of masked from street level. If you walk on the sidewalk up against the Empire State Building, you literally just see storefronts and you look up and you see what seems to be maybe a, I don't know, 10 or 12 story building with something behind it that goes up a little higher, but you really can't see at the top because of the setbacks. So I think that's something we can take into account as we build our megastructure here is the dizzying effect it might have on people. Yeah, that sounds good. We need to ease people into it. What might be the first megastructure that gets built by us ordinary humans (laughs) beyond what we have now? Um, good question. And I'd say that, uh, that's likely to be something along the lines of, uh, a space elevator oh, or, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. or a sky hook, um, which is, uh, is smaller, but, uh, certainly still a massive feat of engineering. Yeah. What is a sky uh, hook? I've heard that. Well, basically, you're, you have an object in orbit, um, an artificial object, or you can use an asteroid if you really want to, and you're dangling a cable down into Earth's gravity well. Um, but this, this has a stable orbit, so it's not getting pulled down. And then what you do is you launch stuff up partway. Um, it would rendezvous with the cable oh. and then... Yeah, and then the uh, the structure then sort of flips it off into space, and 
So pearls and oats. So, wow. Yeah. The, the idea being, you don't need nearly as much propellant to break Earth orbit or, you know, get a lunar insertion or a Mars insertion orbit because this thing will just fling you with a whole lot of kinetic energy and. And yeah, it's it's similar to a space elevator in that you're 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 just trying to make getting up into space a lot easier and a lot cheaper with this massive one-time uh, expenditure there to to build this massive thing, and then then you can go to space all the time. Right, free kinetic energy. I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's basically like you know launching yourself up into orbit or whatever, and then mm-hmm. like sitting on a swing set. You sit on this skyhook thing and it just <laughs> whips yep. you out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> the acceleration must be insane what would well, that, that be like part of, yeah yeah well i i think that's um well i guess you match you can match your your rocket could match the speed of the flying hook <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like fishing it, it be- fishing <laughs> Yeah, it'd be very intense, and yeah, the uh, it's like if there are passengers on the ship, well, you know, strap in, and you knew what you signed on for, so don't blame us if you <laughs> if your eyeballs go flat and you throw up everything. <laughs> yeah, the terms and conditions are pretty ferocious. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, there, there will have to be many, many, many safety studies uh, before anyone ever attempted this, but it's an idea, and you could definitely do it with cargo, which would be uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. A very important thing. So, yeah. Um, All right. So one thing to think about, I think, in terms of megastructures is sort of the the level of resources that might be needed to make them. So even mm-hmm. if we think of the Empire State Building as a megastructure, it didn't even take the whole resources of one city, right? Mm. But you might say, like, I don't know, the interstate highway system required the resources of a whole country. Um, so where does something like a space elevator fit on that scale is that the resources of a country a couple of countries it's uh we're we're talking a massive international effort it would have to be yeah it would have to be probably i'm not sure that it would be within the capacity of say the g20 wow but um that would be a good start right it's like yeah the g7 uh not so much they could get the ball rolling but it's like you'd have to enlist the help of as many countries as you as you really could. Um, G20 being the 20 wealthiest countries. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, So, yeah, it it would have to be an international effort and it would be best to say it would be a global effort because, yeah, the, the resources, financial and material to build it would be huge. And once it's done, too, everybody's going to want access to it. So, yeah, it's good to uh, sort of get everybody on board initially and spread the cost around. And yeah, that way everybody's got a, a claim to it and it doesn't belong to any one one party. Right. What could possibly go yeah. wrong? One yeah. one yeah. giant <laughs> swinging hook so that belongs. I think that's a that's a really important um, line to think about crossing is that mm-hmm. because that suggests that if we get you know the resources of even the G20 together on a single project, I mean, we haven't done anything like that before as a species, right? I mean, that, so that, so even though we think about this as a, a technological or an engineering task, it's really a social and political one too of getting all those people to agree to build such a thing. Right. Well, yes. I guess the International Space Station, which isn't that big in the scheme of things, mm-hmm. but I think with its solar panels, it's about the size of a, a football field, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. But it has, that's, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things where, well, maybe the Panama Canal. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that, was that a multi thing or that's just America built it? Well, uh, that's a good question. It, it yeah, was just, just America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, as impressive as it was, and, you know, Suez is a, a British project as well. So, as impressive as those were, we're talking about totally different orders of magnitude. So, let's start, let's start with, we're all familiar with the space station. So let's take the International Space Station and we're going to call that a structure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10 times bigger than that will be a. Is that a kilo? No, we're not even up to kilo yet. What is DECA? DECA. A DECA structure. Okay. So what what would be 10 times larger than the space station? Um, 
let's see here. City Block. Mm-hmm. Okay, City Block. Yeah. Now, for those outside cities, does that correspond to an acre or a hectare? I don't know what the metric. I'm not up on my acres, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Williams, what is uh, when we when we think city block? What might be something that people who live outside cities and perhaps people even who think in metric? Mm-hmm. What what's something they can compare that to? It's not a football field, is that right? It's uh, like a city block. Like I don't even know what is a city block outside of a city. How big is it? Well, well, to to put some numbers on it, there, um, the the ISS is over two hundred feet long, and and even wider, so about three hundred fifty feet wide. So you multiply that by ten, and you've got enough space there for like a a modern day hamlet, right? Or yeah, small a small village basically. Uh, uh, laid out in three dimensions there that's that's probably about the size of a yeah a <laughs> okay. uh, couple dozen families so yeah that would be the equivalent and that actually would be a not bad size for a rotating wheel and that's actually something that they're they're planning on testing on the the ISS in the future hmm. it's like we want to build bigger space stations and if they're wheel shaped and they can spin then you have artificial gravity and you don't have to worry about all those pesky, uh, all that pesky atrophy and uh, health effects. I've actually always wondered that why they haven't, uh, I mean, we see it in the movie 2001. I don't understand why we don't have everything we see in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me like a centrifuge would not be a hard thing to build, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the amount of energy is. Or... Yeah. Well, it does have to be really quite big. Um, and because it, it also has to be spinning very fast in order to generate what uh, what human beings are comfortable with in terms of gravity. So, right. yeah, uh, uh, the simple answer there is just build it really big. That way it's spinning real fast, but yeah, it doesn't look very fast. It looks like it's just sort of slowly, dreamily rotating around. Right. It has a lot <laughs> yeah. of angu- angular momentum, I guess. Yeah. 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 So that would be far and away the biggest thing we've ever built mm-hmm. in space the space hamlet the space shire yeah the space shire <laughs> compared to the stuff we build here on the surface of the earth not particularly impressive mm-hmm. uh, yeah. right nobody yeah. nobody's going to be uh dizzied by the size of this thing right so it's definitely an impressive engineering achievement but i would say not like a, a quantum leap from what we can do now and and i should point out by the way we're making uh, slight but important distinction you can think of a city we like take new york city you can think of that as a mega structure you know yeah. but but and some people might be saying well yeah we build that but but i would say that is something that is sort of built up by accretion which kind of opposed to a single project is it like yeah we're gonna do this like mm-hmm. if we think of the original intent of of the this discussion we're talking about freeman dyson speaking of a structure that was built with a particular purpose or even i think of ring world or something like that so mm-hmm. and the iss the, the space station is a, is a good example of that so it that what we're talking about is a space habitat so a little space hamlet in space now let's go 10 times bigger than that so now we are we're going from a deca structure to a killer structure okay is that right a hundred no no a centa structure <laughs> is that right? Yeah. 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 So the center structure, what what do we have now? How 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 big is that? Uh well let's see. We were up to um at seven hundred meters or over two thousand two thousand feet. So now that puts us at twenty thousand feet <laughs> and into the kilometer range. So we're getting yeah, we're getting into miles and kilometers now. A few miles. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so not quite space elevator size yet, though. Well, no, no. Yeah. Uh, of course, the space elevator kind of cheats based on the fact that it's just incredibly long just and string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we're we're definitely getting into you know, close to the ballpark there for size wise. Right. Um, and I, I do know that scale wise, what we're talking about now is, for instance, Mount Everest is twenty nine thousand 
or the, the Rocky Mountains, for anyone who's familiar with that, those are around 14,000, 15,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's helpful. Yeah. That's so we've amazing. done, so we're now building things on the scale of a mountain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a good, that's a good way to anchor that. Yeah. And so, um, I, I would say at that point there with that kind of space. And if you're looking to house people, then yeah, uh, we're, we're talking like a giant, uh, cylinder or, or wheel in space. Um, and yeah, given that size, you could fit if you're, if you're building on the interior, right. And you're, and it's rotating to provide gravity, you can use all that interior space for living room. And, uh, yeah, you, you're talking O'Neill cylinder stuff here, like, uh, that okay. big yeah. and it could house, uh, tens of thousands of people easily and pro probably even a hundred thousand or more. Uh, packed in kind of tight but yeah for instance yeah. i i know that the island of manhattan is 12 miles long which is sixty thousand feet sixty thousand feet yeah, yeah. sixty thousand feet so 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 the length of manhattan still considerably uh longer yeah i like the cylinder idea i find that easy to think about it also reminds me of rendezvous with rama which is always fun yep. mm -hmm. and a number of other by the way great stories a cylinder a cylinder shaped habitat and i think we've we've pretty much settled on the idea that this megastructure that we're building is a habitat uh, sure so. yeah. seems to make oh, yeah. make the most sense uh so now let's go 10 more now we're up to a kilo <laughs> kilo mm -hmm. structure yes and we've gone from twenty thousand feet um we can do meters too i feel like it might be a little easier uh Around. So, uh, how many meters were we at? Since we're doing mega kilo, <laughs> we're using metric prefixes anyway. Uh, we were we were at seven thousand, I believe, if we're going by the ISS. So, yeah, about seven kilometers. So seventy kilometers now. Seventy kilometers. Um, yeah, okay. you could um, you could basically build um, if you had a small moon or a large asteroid um yeah the the megastructure there it could actually surround it or the uh, you'd have a, what's called a shell world Ooh. and yeah if you're if the moon is small enough and spherical enough it's like yeah we could build a shell world pump an atmosphere inside and then people could live on this little ball here like it's uh, like it's a livable place even though it's not yeah Actually, here's a, here's an idea. We can we can build this up by actually using each thing we've done, and as if it was literally growing over time. Probably be a long mm -hmm. time. But uh, so if we had the one cylinder, I could imagine building you know a whole bunch of those cylinders connected at all at one end, and then you build a thing around it. And so now we have a wheel, like we, mm -hmm. we talked about building, right? Okay. Yeah. So we, each of those cylinders we were talking about that was uh, twenty thousand feet or seven thousand millim uh, millimeters, seven thousand meters uh, mm -hmm. long, is now merely one spoke in a wheel that has a mm. radius of uh, fourteen thousand meters, right? Forty thousand mm -hmm. feet. So this wheel station, wheel-shaped station, uh, has a radius that is as high as Mount Everest. Yeah. Higher, even. Considerably yeah, yeah. higher. Now, right? Higher. Yeah. That's big. Mm -hmm. That's big. Yes. Um, yeah, so now we're probably on to the, the shocking size of a structure now. Right? I would say when so. When you would see mm -hmm. this sort of thing, it would be hard to process. Yeah. Because um, it, it would be hard to imagine something bigger than a mountain mm -hmm. that, like, does stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, think about I think another way people outside of cities uh, may think of things. If you mm -hmm. drive a car, is how, you know how long does it take to drive across something? So, for instance, the um, this thing, which is seventy kilometers long, is also about four, that would be forty-two miles, right? So it would take you mm -hmm. about let's make a slightly easier number. It would take you forty. Well, it would take you forty-two minutes if you were driving at sixty miles an hour, right? Um, okay. So it's a little less than an hour. You might be driving at 100 kilometers an hour or 60 miles an hour. Um, 45 minutes, 45-minute drive at highway <laughs> speed 
is pretty far. Um, and that's just the length. We're not even talking about the width. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we are going, we have reached mega structure. So a mega structure now would be we're going to take those wheels and <laughs> what are we doing with, the, how are we <laughs> assembling 10 of these wheels? Uh, hmm, 10 is kind of a weird number. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, we could do, eventually we could set them up like a, um, a geodesic dome style, Oh. link them up, but oh. we'll need more than 10 for that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, another possibility is, uh, well, just, it, it would be very hard to, to sort of build on this, but if you're willing to take those cylinders and flatten them out and then join them end to end and uh-huh, add a uh-huh. whole bunch more. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'd have a, you could have a ring that's revolving around a planet as big as earth. Right. And that's, that's a good starter, uh, ring, right. A, a starter ring world. Um, yeah. Although I do yeah. like the weirdness and, and, you know, frankly, the cost, I, we want to be cost effective here. We don't want to be, you know, oh, yeah. we don't want to be loose, <laughs> play loose, fast and loose with these funds we've been given from somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I could imagine maybe one thing would be simply taking the wheels and you, imagine you got 10 of them and they're all just spinning in parallel and they're connected mm-hmm. by cylinders. So mm-hmm. basically like a giant, like one of those harvesting things you see in the fields mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. right? Spinning. So where are we in terms of resources needed at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've gone up three orders of magnitude yep. since the mm-hmm. G20. Um, so are, are we past the gross planetary product at this point? The G8? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the G6000? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, it, uh, at this point, we're talking... Uh, it, it would take an interplanetary effort, so humanity would need to be an interplanetary civilization, um, probably with colonies all throughout the solar system, in order to build something like this and and yeah we, we would actually end up using a lot of the solar system's resources in order to build it. so i think if we harvested the entire asteroid belt and uh, kuiper belt or just started disassembling some of the planets we're not using it's like yeah you got this enough material to build a a large ring um that's enough to surround a planet like earth and um, it, it is conceivable that, yeah, once we grow and fill up the solar system, we might actually have to build something that big in order to uh, uh, find places to put people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and driving wise, by the way, just for scale, it would now take us seven and a half hours to drive the length of this thing. That is mm-hmm. twice the distance from New York to Philadelphia. Uh, like from New mm-hmm. York, driving from New York to Washington, D.C. is about four or five hours. So it's anyway, it's bigger than that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, next is giga structure. Mm-hmm. So we're taking. <laughs> we're, we're, it, this is now. We're up to a thousand. No, no, I'm sorry. We're up to a hundred of these giant space wheels. We're building mm-hmm. what seems to be a, a pasta dish, perhaps, or mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> um, but I would have to say now we're no longer on the same shape. I mean, if we if yeah. you can build something that big, you can probably reassemble anything in whatever form you would want. Yeah, and volume is something. Yeah. Small planets to make what we want. Then we, mm-hmm. we we have some some freedom. Yeah, yeah. So, how mm-hmm. many people do we think live? Let's say we've now constructed a sphere. For simplicity's ah. sake, we've we've mm-hmm. right. Uh, the volume of this sphere. Well, that'd be a little complicated to figure out. But if it's a seven and a half hours drive across mm-hmm. the diameter of it, that's what's a, our diameter at the moment? I can't remember. I think we're at uh, seven thousand kilometers. Or uh, what's that? Twelve thousand miles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're getting to planetary scales now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. In fact, that's, yeah, that's uh, about half the radius of planet Earth. So, or just sorry, half the diameter of planet Earth. Yeah, so we're on to genuine planet building at this mm-hmm. point yeah okay mm-hmm. um and so that's a lot of raw material so i think you're you're right so we should think of this as not so much building a new thing as reassembling planets in a more convenient <laughs> form for us mm-hmm. yeah well and yeah at that point we're we're getting into ring world territory or halo territory um where you could uh yeah, that same material you could, if you stretch it out into one strand, it could circle the sun at a at a habitable zone distance, so okay. one astronomical unit, and I believe there would be enough material there to to link it up, and then it's uh, just the sheer mass of it and its uh, rotation would mean that any atmosphere that you have on the uh, inner side of the ring would be kept there. Mm. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you you probably have to build walls along the side there just so that it's kind of contained, but it wouldn't be escaping up or like towards the star. It would actually be able to sit there, and then yeah, you could build anything on the surface. You could put mountains and rivers and streams and plenty and plenty and plenty of uh, city space. And yeah, the number of people that could be housed there it would be exponentially more than on planet earth so we're talking this this is seriously advanced civilization stuff at this okay. point yeah yeah and the moon i was just looking up the moon by comparison uh is just mm-hmm. under 2200 miles in diameter mm-hmm. and so and how, how many miles is this thing we were just talking about Twelve thousand. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so yeah, the moon so is like nothing the moon could be easily just like a, a, a an object objet de art inside our <laughs> ring world, right? Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So okay, that's kind of fun. I like this idea of the ring around the moon, which would be mm-hmm. huge, right? Um, mm-hmm. And all right, yeah. So at this point, I should say it's I think interesting to note that the solar system is looking like a completely different place now. Ah, right. Yeah. We we have taken apart a bunch of I don't know moons of Jupiter Ooh. and reassembled them into cheap housing <laughs> that is bigger than the moon. Right? Yeah. Um, so the solar system, essentially unchanged for a few billion years, has now undergone urban renewal thanks to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the the idea being, it's like as I said earlier. This is sort of a measure of a civilization's prowess. If you can do something like this, um, yeah, you're, you're you're getting into you're you're climbing the Kardashev scale, right? That's oh, right. Yeah. Like, can you explain that term? Well, yes. Um, basically, it's uh, named after its founder. There, the Kardashev scale was a, a, a theoretical ranking system for um, uh, ranking a, a species development. So, level one was a species that's gotten to the point where it can harness all the energy available on its planet and that would probably include you know fusion power nuclear power and all that stuff and and we're not quite there yet by the way uh but we're we're getting closer um level two was a civilization that could harness the entire power of their sun and that's that's kind of what we're getting into now like with a massive ring world or a uh, a sphere that encloses the whole star, Dyson sphere. Um, and a level three would be one that could harness the entire power of a galaxy. So extremely unimaginably advanced. Yeah, how would you even standard. do that? Harness the power of a galaxy. That's a lot of like, <laughs> that's a lot of wiring. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> wiring up every star uh, yes. or a lot, of, heck of a lot of solar panels. So um, mm-hmm. jumping interestingly to a, a, the Dyson sphere, the Dyson sphere needs to be bigger than the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At its closest approach, the Parker Solar Probe will be 4.3 million miles. So let's say whatever we've built has to be at least 4 million miles uh, away. And yeah, that's reasonable because where, where the Parker Probe is, is technically inside the corona. So you'd be having to deal with Ooh. physical stuff at that point too yeah um so you probably don't want your dyson sphere much smaller than that your yeah. windows would get all foggy and yeah right yeah right. 
Actually, here's the, I'm gonna, actually I'm just gonna just we're just gonna go nonlinear here. What is the That's biggest? Crazy. You, the, she cannot take it, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it everything she's got. <laughs> what is the biggest thing we could build? In theory, it is the level three kind of thinking there, and so basically, you build a structure that can compass your entire galaxy. So. Yeah, all the light your gal- the galaxy is generating, all those billions of stars, it's all reaching out and it's hitting uh, these basically paneled walls where I guess people, uh, they're living and they're, they look up into the sky and they constantly see a galaxy there. Um, but actually, uh, uh, a bit more, just slightly more practical idea, uh, yeah, slightly, is... Uh, one which uh, surrounds the supermassive black hole at the center of a galaxy. Mm, that's a good idea. Can, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can actually harness the energy from uh, a black hole if, you, well, if, if you're smart and crafty and uh, because, of course, it's emitting all kinds of radiation all the time from all the uh, the, the hot soup it, it's got swirling around it there, right? The, yeah. the intense gravity. Yeah, so yeah. a Dyson sphere for the, for the super... Uh, Supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy is very cool. I love the idea of yeah. a galaxy encircling sphere, which could mm-hmm. which could possibly be, uh, you know, another interesting episode would be how big can a living thing be? But uh, mm-hmm. you know, this the, the galaxy in a basically like a galaxy in a snow globe, you know, so mm-hmm. for for a, a giant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, now Matt Stanley, you might have you might have a <clears throat> a sense of this. The biggest, um. I'm guessing the limit on the biggest thing somebody could build is the amount of material in the universe. Uh, yes. Okay. And and it's it's one of these things where um, you know the type one, type two, type three is sort of a question of how much energy and matter can you control um, because the stuff is kind of spread out, right. right? So we can control our planet fine, um, but then controlling multiple planets is is a whole lot tougher because there's all that empty space in between and then okay we control our whole star fine but controlling another star on top of that is so much harder because of all that empty space in between so the reason the levels are sort of quantized um, is because it's this enormous increase in effort necessary to get to that next level, right? right? So beyond, that's why we like stop with a galaxy because we're like, it's just too silly beyond that. <laughs> like thinking about two two galaxies, just too much. Um, so I think the, the question would be, is there enough stuff in a galaxy to build a structure around that galaxy? That mm-hmm. is, if we oh, disassemble right. every yeah. single planet and asteroid and Starbucks and star, um, <laughs> would that be enough? And I actually don't know. Um, that would be a kind of a crazy calculation. Also, if you did, there'd be nothing of the galaxy left. That's right. It would mm-hmm. be it would be a totally pyrrhic victory, right? But you'd be like, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah. We transformed yeah. a, a disc, you know, into a sphere. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds that's. But you see, that seems like the kind of thing that a billion year old civilization would do. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They've, they 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 can't play chess anymore because the computers have solved it. Um, no jokes are funny anymore. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, let's just turn a disc into a sphere. And everybody's like, OK, that sounds like a good way to spend the next hundred million years. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And, and it makes me think, you know, there, there was always that cliche of aliens coming to Earth for our resources. And then and then you think you're smart and you say, well, I mean, what? there's so little like the Earth. It's even if they wanted the entire Earth, the mm-hmm. dirt or whatever, for whatever reason, all the elements, uh, it would be such a pittance compared to. Some other That's thing. right. They're much better off just mm-hmm. getting whatever, anything that you might want to find on the surface of Earth, you can find energetically cheaper elsewhere in the solar system. Right. Um, the only exception being like coffee. <laughs> and and if you literally are out to use all the matter in the universe for yourself. So mm-hmm. at a certain point, the Earth is like, you know, the next crumb that your little crumb sweeper is yeah. going to pick up, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, yeah, in that case, where then you're into like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy territory, right? The construction yeah. crew just shows up yeah. one day, <laughs> and you are just the next thing on the list. Yeah. And they're like, "Look, you yeah. are the three thousandth planet we have destroyed this week. Yeah. We mm-hmm. don't care." Um, and of course, it's freaky to you, but no big deal to them. Right. And I, I like mm-hmm. the idea we talked about wiring up the galaxy, having to connect all the stars in the galaxy uh, by wires, uh, yeah. like copper cable or something. Um, well, yeah. To, to to get all the energy together that one day some crew comes up and they just they just gonna attach a wire to the earth and suck all the energy. Mm. <laughs> like how many how many alien houses can the earth light <laughs> if we're yeah. burned or whatever? Um so so leaving it at that then I think what that means is if you have a galaxy, so those aliens out there, forget the ones who have Dyson spheres. They're nothing mm-hmm. compared to Kardashev level Oh. Asterisk, 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 <clears throat> hashtag, exclamation mark. Uh, if you want to encircle your galaxy in a sphere for whatever reason, you need to be tearing up a few other galaxies, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what makes uh, the level three idea so very problematic. Um, but yes, I'm thinking that one of the ideas there is that well if you're that advanced you'll figure some other way to collect all that energy right right right. yeah scoop it up somehow when it gets to intergalactic or interstellar space and 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 don't build around it for the love of god yeah (laughs) i love the idea you just gave me an idea like i love the idea that maybe there were very early early humans who mm-hmm. were sitting around the campfire, you know, and uh, eating some buffalo or whatever that they just hunted and saying, uh, imagine if you could get energy. What if there was like a liquid that came out of the ground that you could, bur- or, you know, something you could burn mm-hmm. and you could, it's all over the planet, you know. And then the other one saying, you know, uh, well, and it's, uh, sorry, the first one is saying, well, you know, how would you do that? You know, you'd need a, a lot of these little rock shovels blades that we've crazy talk right and the other one says well look any any sufficiently advanced civilization that can do that they're going to be fine you know (laughs) without realizing that you could still be as quote advanced as us and just be stupid and (laughs) bumbling (laughs) destruct destroying your own yeah yeah, i'm glad you said that because i was i was thinking about that just uh um, when we were uh, talking about uh, mega structures here on Earth, right, like the uh, Chrysler Building and the Empire State, and anyone who would say to you uh, that's impossible—the engineering, the material strength, and all that stuff—that's not doable. And I would say to them that, well, if you talk to anyone before the Industrial Revolution and said someday yeah. you'll have buildings so tall they look like they're piercing the sky they'd say well that's stupid you can't build anything that high you know stone and wood and mortar won't be able to do it that's right that's right yeah they couldn't have foreseen well you got this thing called concrete and steel and rebar and you know you put all these together and And elevators yeah 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 so i'll leave us here's here's the last image i want to have and this is for a future if because it made me this kind of thing talk made me think of like when the Romans and other ancient civilizations, let's say the Romans, would um, build town. Right, when if you visit places like Italy, let's say, uh, and you you as you dig down, you see, uh, oh, this building was actually built out of pieces of an earlier building, right? right? Which out of pieces mm-hmm. of an er- earlier, 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 going all the way down. And it's just this huge accumulation of different civilizations, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, for instance, if we were tearing up the moons, when, when we, we were talking about that earlier, tearing up the moons of Jupiter, if by that point there had been, uh, you know, outposts or cities, civilizations on those planets that then just, be, we just decided by eminent domain, we're going to seize those. So we had to evict everyone that lived on Sure. Europa. And then we just grabbed Europa and pulled it in and tore it up and made it a part of our space station. You would find kind of the equivalent of like fossils or something. You'd find like old, you know, um, European coins would come out of the wall of the space station. Right. Be pretty awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. That and, you know, if uh, if it turns out we're not the first civilization to have gotten there, we're building our stuff out of the, that other civilization's garbage, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? 
because yeah. um, their their Big Mac wrappers will be so fantastically advanced compared to our steel. Like, we might as well build our buildings out of this thing. And then they come and visit and they're like, were you going through our garbage? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that is a great place to end that. Matt Stanley doing a deep, deep, deep cut of the What the If catalog going all the way back you remember that to an yeah. early episode where we uh i would go go to our website what the if.com what a segue you've, you've offered here just lobbed it up there what the if.com you, you can find all our episodes and uh, or on your podcast player if you you know you can just look through the list there of all the earlier shows there is one called i believe it's called alien big rap alien big mac rapper found on the moon something like that something like that yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah so it's a classic it's a classic yeah matt that's yes. a good idea and Please. i would love to steal it for the sake of uh fiction oh yes so, you can run it. <laughs> yeah. Don't <worry>. yeah you <laughs> can do that well thanks actually but yeah um there, there is actually uh i wonder if um i want to mention there have been some examples which uh i'm sure your your viewers uh, they're familiar with the uh the most famous one, which was uh, Tabby Star, yes, or Boy Agent Star, yeah. Mm -hmm. There, there have been a few instances now where we think, or where you can't rule out the possibility that what you're seeing out there is evidence of a possible megastructure, and and that's the key word: can't rule it out. We're not saying it's aliens, but let's just wait and see. And in the meantime, let's let's fantasize uh, about the possibilities but yeah tabby star was the famous one um and where and that does that noticed. stand i thought they was there some sense that they sort of felt like they had a little bit more a little bit more evidence that it was not an alien structure that it could be mm -hmm. yeah well last uh, in 2018 uh, there there was a study that uh um, that uh, uh, Tabitha Boyajian, um, or she herself was involved with, um, and yeah, it's the star's named after her. They they said uh, it's likely that it's a big cloud of dust, and that that's consistent with a lot of the dimming we've seen. Um, but uh, I believe that uh, the matter is not yet settled. Right. So yep, yeah, it's definitely big, an yeah. open problem. Still. Yeah. Then if it's called yeah. Tabby Star, I'm going to guess that those are cats. Cats running oh, around, <laughs> chasing mm -hmm. chasing string, balls of string yep. around Tabby yep. Star. So, again, a future if, how big would these cats be? There's yeah. your homework, your extra credit homework. Um, mm -hmm. Matt Williams, thank you so much. You are, once again, going to receive a mm -hmm. finger puppet of a great scientist or science fiction character, because I know you you have feet in both worlds, from mm -hmm. the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. Uh, their website is philosophersguild.com. And you oh, and and you are yep. are showing us on Skype. Is that Kirk? <laughs> yep. Captain that Kirk. Kirk. Very nice. A copy of the captain's log. Yes, you got a yep. bonus a bonus accessory. We, we I uh, when I sent you Captain Kirk, I also accessorized him. By uh, oh, sending him along with a captain's log that you can enter, uh, they have all kinds of fun toys and smart, funny gifts for smart, funny people. They say at the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, uh, philosophersguild.com, and listeners of What the If, that's you, uh, you can get 10% off there. Philosophersguild.com, use the coupon code, get ready, WTIF. WTIF. WTIF, my favorite four letter word. And you can email us at feedback at whattheif.com with all your thoughts, corrections, ideas, suggestions, musings about the universe, etc. Follow us on Twitter at whattheifshow. And lastly, uh, uh, from this um, social media um, block here, uh, if you could leave us a review, uh, that would be great. If you have not left us a review and you've heard us say it many times, um, yes, this sounds like a public radio uh, fun drive <laughs> for those of you who are in the u.s and have such things but uh, that really would help you don't have to, no money at this point um but if you could leave us a review on apple podcasts or whatever service you're using to listen to that, that'd be great 
you can, you can just click five stars, by the way, just, that's rating. Um, so that's all you have to do if you, but if you can write a few words, uh, which is that they would call that a review, uh, that's cool too. It helps us, it helps more and more people discover the show and newer reviews keeps the thing present. So that would be great. Next week, we have no idea. Matt, do you have any idea what's coming? No. What? No, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, uh, not really. This, but this year is—it's uh, going to be filled with really, really interesting stories from space. A bunch of missions are headed to Mars uh, alone, and uh, yeah, well, basically, this whole decade promises to be full of exciting discoveries. So, yes, where can people find your articles to keep up on all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, Universe Today is um, is my my main. Uh, um, uh, the main place where I write and uh, yeah so that's just universetoday.com and interesting engineering is uh, my other uh, my other stomping grounds and yeah uh, publications there are generally more uh, lengthy and about general topics so yeah awesome. it's like the former is the day-to-day news the latter is more Here's something to make you think. Yeah, yeah, those are really interesting. And on Twitter, uh, you mm-hmm. have a nice Twitter feed. What is your Twitter tweet? It is, yeah, it is uh, story by Will, all one word. So, yeah, story by W I L. And yes, that's what uh, I post regularly about uh, our latest articles or book related news. So, it's all there. Fantastic. And- yeah. Occasionally political opinions, too. Just ignore those. (laughs) (laughs) I really shouldn't do that, you know? (laughs) Oh, boy. At least they're not American political. Maybe maybe they are. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Canadians do have some opinions about us. Um, (laughs) Thank you and thank everyone for joining us. I know, actually, I'm sure we've got a lot of uh, Matt Williams uh, readers out there. Thank you. And uh, if you don't know Matt, go uh, check him out on those uh, websites. So, uh, Matt Williams, if you would join us, and Matt Stanley, you, of course, too, in this ritual where we think about what's coming our way, what mega, giga, Google, I don't Mm know, peta, what peta, peta ifs are coming our way, uh, we cannot help but shudder uh, Mm -hmm. and wish we could flee into a meg, we feel as tiny as one would in a giant mega in a Dyson sphere, with mm-hmm. all those ifs coming at us, and so we cannot help but scream <laughs> into space. Mm-hmm. What? what? Ah!